I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to another. I was just, you just you've, you've, re- you've rewritten the thing. Even... Did I just to throw you off? Hello and welcome to another Euro special edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul, and tonight I don't know why I said tonight because you could be listening to this at any time. To be fair, <laughs> but, it, but it's tonight for me, and I'm joined by James. Hello, and we have a special guest this evening, Rocco Dean. Hello. Rocco is a an author. A published author. Yeah, published. a published author. Published author. And of the upcoming release, Marcelo Bielsa versus the Damned United, the okay. extraordinary story of a club reborn. How did you come up with the title? The title was the easy bit. Bielsa, his, his main struggles really in getting Leeds promoted was Leeds themselves you know, the, the leads that moments that we have constantly. So yeah, he had to overcome the, the curse of the damned United and that's sort of the, the running theme in the background of the uh, of the battle for promotion. So yeah, that was the easy bit. The subtitle changed about a thousand times, but uh, yeah, we got there in the end, I think. Can we add the subtitle leads that then? It's a bit late, I think. Ah, so it'd be pretty, we could get some stickers, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what we'll do is have a proper chat with you about the book in a, in a separate podcast and and uh, tonight, stick to having a good old chinwag about how, how the Euros are going. Have you enjoyed the tournament so far, guys? Yes, I've enjoyed the tournament. I think it's been, uh, I think the refereeing's been good, to be honest. Not been much VAR crap going on, which has been refreshing. Um, they don't seem to be giving free kicks for, for all the ailing flops. Yeah, it's been good. That's because yeah. Luke Ailing isn't at the tournament, otherwise. <laughs> maybe he should be, though. I think it's been an all right tournament. And I agree on referees as well. And all the commentators keep talking about it, don't they? The standard of referees in this tournament has been excellent is what they get like that tends to be the line that's used every game oh well taking it as a sly dig at the Premier League for being so 
Terrible. So if Belgium beat Finland tonight, England are through. Is that a true story? That is a true story because of the third place finishes, because that would mean that two of the third place finishes couldn't catch us, even if we finished third. Beautiful. We'll take that. So shall we start with England game on Friday night? What, what do people think? Start and finish, because I haven't watched any of the others. Well, I'll give you my thoughts on the others. I'm sure <laughs> Rocco will as well. But what did you think to the game on Friday night? Everyone's been in sort of a, a bit of a... Leeds United mid-table championship meltdown where it's kind of all going wrong as though we're going to actually be knocked out of the competition at any minute. Yeah, a bit over the top, I thought, but I think it was it was pretty poor. We we didn't we rarely and barely attacked Scotland, but it's not it wasn't an end of the world performance like a lot of people are making out. It's so Leeds United mid middle of the championship. <laughs> On Sunday when we beat Croatia, we were going to win the whole thing. <laughs> And then by Friday night, when we failed to beat Scotland, Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips should never play together in a midfield ever again by the same people who were saying, Southgate's a genius. <laughs> He's put Calvin further up the pitch. That's all he had to do. It's ridiculous. Fickle. Fickle football. Is that, do you think we see that as Leeds fans and it's just a Leeds fans and England fans thing? Or is that telling us that actually that's just the nature of football? I think it is. It is a similar thing, isn't it? I mean, I'm I'm incredibly fickle with England. Like, I it's a love hate relationship. I hate them, you know, in all the time be- between tournaments. And then when it gets going, I'm you know I'm sort of as passionate as as the next person. But yeah, it's just I don't know. I think you, I'm always so ready to hate them. You know, I'm you know there's a lot of the players that you you don't like, obviously because they're rivals or for whatever reason. For example, that Scotland game, like from straight from the kickoff, I think Luke Shaw goes up for a ball falls on the floor and pretending he's injured like 10 seconds in like what a way to set the tone and and that's like in my head I'm like right why I hate England you know look at these players just get up and play the game you know you're playing Scotland but yeah they, they just always seem to just lack that bit of fight don't they and bit of heart well you're right about there being rival clubs players playing because if you're Scotland or a Wales fan most of your players are playing out of the country and away from the teams that you're actually, actually supporting. So they come back and it's a bit of a homecoming and you're like, yes, come on, boys. Yeah. I want you to do well. But for us, there's there's too much rivalry taking it. But I think as well, the whole meltdown that people have, like you say, Paul, Gareth Southgate's got it so wrong and that, you know, some people <laughs> already sort of saying he should be sacked. But you look back to like Portugal in 2016 and, and they didn't even win a single group game, did they? And they only really scraped through by beating Hungary in that match. I think Hungary played quite well. Even in like France's World Cup win in 2018, they even drew with Denmark as like the last match in their group. So you never, you never win. I mean, I'm sure there are clubs, that, uh, sorry, teams that have won every game throughout the tournament, but you don't always win them all. So there's nothing really to worry about. With all other teams, so you know, Italy, Germany, all, all these nations that are used to winning things. If they have a performance like England did, they'd be saying, "Ah, oh, you know, early stage of the tournament. You know, they're feeling their way into it. You know, you know, the Germans are going to improve or, or whatever." But yeah, yeah. yeah, with England, we're straight on the back, aren't we? Yeah, they're just yeah. in position. They're not going to do anything. It's always about momentum in tournaments. I think like you have to start in a way that's kind of just gathering pace, and then by the end you want to be all guns blazing, really, don't you? So it's a marathon, not a sprint. Some would say that, Paul. Yes, I think the nature of this tournament and the way uh, the brackets are working, like the Netherlands finished this, they said that they could play one of twelve teams still because <laughs> they're going to play the third place team from either D, E, or F, and any team in D, E, or F could finish third. <laughs> So the most likely result is that they 
could have to play France, Portugal or Spain, which doesn't reward them for getting nine points at this stage. And the same for England is that if we finish second, we have a slightly easier route to the to the next round and it's oh, it's a strange setup you say that but there was a some sort of betting analyst on the radio today and he was saying that if we finish first we're two percent more likely to go on to win it <laughs> based on the opposition that would appear from the other groups which i thought was quite interesting because you think well two percent but then you think well football at this level it's all about little margins so is that two percent actually make the difference i don't know could be bullshit don't tell Andy it's about little margins. <laughs> He's uh, not a fan of that, is he? So um, what do you, we're, we're recording this the night ahead of the uh, final group game. Calvin Phillips, that's who we discussed last week. We were in the midst of the Phillips love fest when we recorded the first podcast. That's died down a bit, which is probably good for him that the spotlight's not on him in the same way anymore, allowing him to do his thing. Do you think he'll get picked for the Czech Republic game? Yes, definitely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think Southgate is, I mean, well, I'll say this, but he, he switched his fullbacks for whatever reason last week. But I think I think he likes Phillips. I think Phillips, he's got the energy. He, yeah, I, I cannot see him changing that, that midfield too. I don't know what he's going to do to change it. He needs to maybe bring in some width, but I can't see him. No, I don't think he'll mess around with the engine room. I think he's going to be changing Mason Mount because he's been too close to Billy Gilmore, unfortunately, and he's uh, not allowed to be part of it. Although someone said that if he passes a test tomorrow, they are, but it's not ideal preparation for a game, is it? So that might open the door for our mate Jack Grealish to uh, come in from the start. So uh, yeah, we shall see. On to, I think we should do our bench warmers club because there was another member of the bench warmers club from uh, after the first round. So the same people warmed the bench again. We had Lorente, Rodrigo didn't get in. And we had Koch and Roberts. And to join them, Liam Cooper dropped from the first game. New system for, for the Scots. Does he have Does he have a way back in? They all love Tierney too much, don't they? they they're obsessed with the overlapping centre-back at the moment, which is a bit weird. Try, I mean, Sheffield United were obsessed with that as well, but look where they ended up. So, well, Who does uh, Who does Grant Handley play for? Is it Norwich? So he, so. he's ahead of Cooper. I, I can't understand that. Yeah, well, the, is it because he's actually Scottish? <laughs> the, there was an article on the BBC website, and this felt like complete amateur. Hour. And if they went through the Scots team and they interviewed a few of them and they were talking about the teammates and Liam Cooper said about Grant Hanley loves a beer <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> loves a beer and, and someone else said can be seen hanging out with most most frequently hanging out with Ollie McBurney so like, oh, mm-hmm. who sadly is injured for this tournament slash uh, I don't know where he is Armley uh, <laughs> but doing a roundup of the others I was surprised Roberts didn't get in to the Wales side again it shows you how low down the pecking order Tyler Roberts is that after getting through that third game for them and they brought on five subs and changed things Tyler Roberts didn't come on I tell a lie I did watch that game as well and it was a weird one Aaron Ramsey missed some absolute sitters in that game actually didn't he oh it was Gareth Bale swinging his leg at it and they still act like they're like oh Gareth oh Gareth this but we would we obviously didn't see it. We saw the Gareth Bale against Leeds who doesn't get trapped back, doesn't track back and gets mugged off by Gianni Alioski. So, uh, I don't think he even ran in that game, Bale, did he? He's a weird one, isn't he? He just doesn't seem to care unless he's playing for Wales or playing they, golf. They, well, they even made a joke at the end. They're like, what do you think you'll do for preparing for the next round? They're like, well, 
give Gareth a couple of days off to play golf. <laughs> like, what? He shouldn't be able to joke about it. On Roberts, though, it is weird, though, that he's not getting in. He's essentially not getting in ahead of championship players, a bit like Cooper with Scotland as well. I was surprised. It's uh, it's tantalising as well, because I've got a play. Like, Roberts, I think, scored for them, didn't he? But a different Roberts. And you're getting that with uh, Spain as well. They've got another Moreno and they've got another Lorente. And it's, yeah, it's just all a bit tantalising at the moment, because we've just not seen, not seen enough Leeds action, are we? Even Click got take, taken off with like an hour uh, after after about an hour, didn't he, of the polling game? Well, I thought that one was worth touching on because I thought I, I didn't see the end of the Spain game. I went to sleep. Or I didn't see much of it. <laughs> uh, There's <laughs> honesty for you. An honest review by Paul. I fell asleep. I went to sleep very early on Saturday night and uh, I thought, well, I'll have a look at the BBC thing, the player ratings things there that they do as if it's like an official thing. And it just gets absolutely hammered by Leeds so last week I said that Gianni Alioski was the third highest rated player in the tournament on that on, on that and he said player of the match Matthias Click 8.54 out of 10 none of the Spanish players got above 5.4 and the closest was 7 point something in the Polish team and then I read the like the match report he didn't even mention him and I spoke to my father and I was like I think he got a yellow card and taken off or something like brilliant so he had a although James you sent some stats today that showed that he's done a lot of presses did I? yeah I saw that yeah that guy who said that Calvin and yes I did you're right there was a tweet wasn't there you are right I did reply do you uh, reply to tweets Justin in, like in your sleep I must do so yeah Joe Donahue wrote most pressures made at UEFA Euro 2020 77 Joe Morell 72 Calvin Phillips 71 Robin Lodd and 70 Matthias Click that doesn't even really take into account the fact that Phillips is second and he's played one less match than all them. Exactly. Yeah. And Click didn't have that half hour. Could have been top. So <laughs> they are making an impact is what I'm saying. And maybe people are rating it on that, but I'm pretty sure it's actually just Leeds fans getting on the thing and voting for the players that they love. Anyone else? Yeah, Gianni Alioski then. So Macedonia, have, I've we're doing a family predictions league and I've predicted Macedonia to win in every game and they've got zero points. <laughs> but... Nailed it. They've been entertaining. Gianni's been entertaining. That warm-up was good with the ice cream cones. I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was funny, that. And he, well, he got his goal as well. I mean, you can't really ask for more than that, can you? Well, you he could ask for a point, but a goal's not bad. <laughs> when, you watch, when you watch him, though, and if you just if you watch a team like that and you just watch him, because when you're watching Leeds, you spot all of them. So if you just put Gianni on your, like, your Gianni cam and you watch him... Like when you watch how much he gets up and then sprints back, he's up and down all the time. My brother lives in the Netherlands and he said he was listening to it, their Dutch commentary, and he said it just kept saying all the time, Bielsa leads Alioski, Bielsa leads Alioski. <laughs> and then he said something about the diesel, diesel von Leeds. And so uh, <laughs> Clive Tilsley said that Gianni Alioski's out of contract and looks like he won't be returning to Leeds United. So I don't know where he's getting his intel from because mm. I'm going to come back to Clive Tilsley later on. Yeah, that's a laugh. good one. I've heard, and I can say this, well, we don't have to say where it's come from because I'll probably get in trouble. Gianni Alioski is apparently staying. A reliable apparently. source. A reliable source. S-A-U-C-E. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. You never know. Things change, though, don't they? Can uh, you say that? Well, I'm not saying who it's from, so Perfect. it's fine. Because I don't know if we're uh, infamous enough to get picked up on clickbait sites. So James <laughs> leads that. Says don't say my, don't bloody say my surname. I'm blinking James that out. 
I'll bleep them both of them out. Bleep them rather than cutting them. <laughs> I will yeah. bleep them. All right, okay. And then I'll cut this bit where you've said bleep them, no, don't cut them. Leave it all in. It's, it's genius. <laughs> Get his address in there as well. You are, yeah. Good, good, good yeah, here's his address. Go kick him if it's wrong. Hey, I'm, I'd be happy if Falioski stayed, to be honest. I uh, I wrote him off after uh, after the Brighton penalty that he gave away, um, as I have done loads of times. But looking back over it, he's, he's had a great season and he's he's a great he's a great lad to have around, isn't he? I write him off every time he half volleys something at the stands, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then he'll and then he'll score, you know, he'll he'll blaze one into the bottom right corner every now and then, and then you're like, oh yeah, please stay. Yeah. Rocco, I'm looking forward to reading your book, but is it like fickle like this? So will you be writing a lot of people <laughs> off halfway through your book as well? And you keep going, oh, I thought yeah. it was I thought it was shocking at this point, but I later came to realise yeah, the original is very different to what it's like now. I've had to go back and uh, yeah, pretend that I love Bamford all the way through the two years. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've, it's a very honest account and uh, yeah, it's pretty fickle at times, but not too bad. I, I am actually quite balanced, but yeah, in the heat of the moment, I uh, I do like to have a good rant. I, I'm uh, most of the way through your book and I would say it's an honest review of what happened. <laughs> a fair tribute to the legends. Maybe just call it that. Rename it. Is it still too late? <laughs> it's still too late. Unless you're uh, in stickers. I've sold shitloads of books, so it's going to cost you a lot in stickers. <laughs> Marcelo Bielsa, a fair tribute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right, well, dentist chair moment. This is a special moment that's happened in the tournament and we're talking now about the second round of games, anything that's happened uh, since, what, well, Thursday or whatever day that started up until you couldn't include today's games. Anything stood out for you guys? Last week we talked about Schick's goal from the halfway line in the first round. What's happened in these last few games that's really stood out as being spectacular? Bale's penalty miss, I suppose, is is well. It's the first thing that's come into my head. That was pretty spectacular. Um, yeah, I'm going to say actually, you mentioned it earlier. I'm going to say Alioski's goal. That was that was good. I mean, I know he missed the penalty, but his his volley at the other end of it was pretty decent, wasn't it? True. That has to win, really. It's a Leeds player scoring in the Euros. I mean, exactly. Yeah, it's no competition can there be? What about you, Paul? Have you got thoughts on that? You're just dying to say the Broly moment, aren't you? I know. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I just want to move on to it. <laughs> Go on, move on to it. All right, Wally with the Broly. We're talking about something that's made you laugh, something that was ridiculous that's happened during the tournament. And last week we we were talking about the uh, 
the silly car that came on and, and <laughs> I, put, uh, I put in my notes here did you see that vanorama final they did it as well it did was like they? it was like the which one was it i can't remember which one it was someone will tell me but yeah they had the ball delivered to the halfway line in the vanorama final as well it's like an ongoing thing now was it in the back of a van or was it a I, can't, I can't remember what it was but yeah it should have been like a little transition yeah there. Well, you tell me first, what did the Russian coach do? Did you not see the, what the Russian coach did? No. So, so I think it was just after we recorded the last podcast, but it was the whole thing around um, Cristiano Ronaldo and his interview moved the two bottles of Coke. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think maybe Pogba moved a bottle of Heineken or something like that. Yeah. Agua! Um, but the Russian coach in the interview just literally just asked for a bottle opener and was there just supping a Coca-Cola. That <laughs> <laughs> well, was quite funny. Anyway. That is funny. I thought you were going to say he asked for a bottle of vodka, but it was still funny. <laughs> My Wally moment is Clive Tilsley. And it's quite funny listed. He's just a caricature of, of, of a commentator, really. But, and Matthews hated Clive Tilsley forever, like to the point where I think he's evil in my head. Anyway, but he was uh, commentating on the Netherlands-Macedonia game and it was early in the game. Oh, late, late on, they started talking about how uh, that that guy um, Dumfries has got the the best name in in the tournament. That's how much they must have been enjoying the game. Him and Ali McCoyst. But Dumfries took like burst into the box, took a shot. The keeper made a great save, and about thirty seconds later, they were shown a replay, and they'd just been talking about it. And Clive Close went, and he's in again. And- <laughs> And they've just completely realised it. They cut away from the replay to what was actually happening. Glossed <laughs> over it. As, as he, I'm like, I don't know. Is he, is he in the ground? Is he meant to be the illusion he's in the ground? I saw, I, I saw that and it was so funny that I thought I'd got it wrong. I was like, no. Yeah, I did. He can't because have done it. He, can't he, tried to, he tried to style it out. You know, like if you fall over and you're like, who's looking? No one. It's fine. And uh, so I went on I went on Twitter and everyone was talking about his Alan Partridge moment and uh, all that kind of, yeah, what a tool. It was hilarious. I'm glad I missed that because I, I absolutely, I despise the commentary. Sometimes I've been just watching it on mute because I just can't stand listening to them talking about like, utter shit all the time. Like they're talking about Twitter and people sending tweets. In fact, um, it, was it Janice? Someone actually said, um, uh, you know, they basically credited Ericsson, um, you know, regaining life down to Rashford and Lingard sending messages of support. You signaled oh. out those two players. Talk sport apparently today. Uh, Jim White was saying, you know, after Billy Gilmore's got his uh, COVID uh, positive test, that they need to win the game tomorrow and do it for Billy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, he's an 18-year-old, fit as a fiddle, who yeah. played a game, got man of the match in a major international game on Friday night, has got no symptoms. Do it do it for Billy. So they do talk utter drivel, but I will be, I love listening to Ali McCoyst. Yeah, he is. I, I really rate Ali McCoyst. I just think he's hilarious. I just think he's the kind of bloke I'd love to go for a pint with and sit and listen to talk for such he, a long time. He is good, Ali McCoyst, but actually thinking about the England game where they had to have him and Lee Dixon at the same time just to give a bit of balance. And it was just, oh, it was just painful. It was like talking over the same point for far too long because there was three people there on Lee, the mic. Lee three Dick- people on the mic. Bloody joke. You don't want three people on a mic. Lee Dixon is dull as dishwater. 
Anyway, speaking of listening to inspirational Scottish speakers, I'm going to round this off. Braveheart. Eddie Gray. And I'm talking about, he's forwarded your book. He has. He has. Absolute legend. Leeds United Royalty. What a scoop that is. Yeah, how did that happen? I I went to school with his son. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not close mates with him, but, you know, I know him and uh, sent him a message on Facebook and, yeah, just asked him if he, if he, if he thought his dad might be might be up for uh, reading my book and seeing if he wanted to put the forward on it. And, and he, said, he said, yeah, send it to him. So he did and, and he did. Yeah, delighted. There's some good stories around that in itself, isn't there, Rocco, which we'll probably save for next time. We'll save for another time. I'm not coming <laughs> to <the> next time. <laughs> And when's the book out? Second uh, of August. Not but if you'd like to read some of your thoughts and musings in the meantime, where would you head? <laughs> you'd head straight to Leeds. That, of course. Where else? See that up, lovely. Well done, boys. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, Rocco. We'll look yeah, forward to having a chat with you again in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And cheers for all the work with the blogs because they are excellent. We've been getting great feedback on them. Fantastic. Cheers. My my pleasure. Well. England are probably through as we speak. <laughs> so uh, the thrill of the uh, third place, actually, to be fair, is still nil-nil, but England are going to be through. So when we come back to chat, let's hope there's a bit more. Hang on, the computer's falling off the thing. Let's hope there's a bit more. <laughs> I've got it rested on it. <laughs> I'm keeping all this in as well it's what the listeners uh, live for that little bit of deviation from the norm that's why you don't go and listen to something that's published and polished you need it to have a little bit of fun around the ears anyway we'll be back again next time we'll be back again next time after the final group games before the knockout stages we'll see who is into the dentist chair, who is the Wally with the Broly, and how our Leeds United heroes have got on in these subsequent games. Have a good one. Take care. Speak soon. Podcast Network.